Hello everyone, anywhere on the globe. Welcome to the podcast where you can listen to inspiring spiritual insights and experience meditation. This podcast is brought to you by the Manhattan Meditation Center of the Brahma Kumaris World Spiritual Organization. Our variety of experienced facilitators who are also long-time meditators will share with you their unique insights and lessons and a spiritual perspective on self and life. They will also take you deeper into an experience of inner stillness through meditation. Join us while we explore this spiritual approach to different life's situations that we all encounter, and you may discover that tools and solutions may be right within your own mind. If we can change our mindset, we might be able to change our world, since peace and joy begin with you and within your own mind. Enjoy this journey into knowing yourself truly. Hello everyone. Today is about the understanding that the outer world is a reflection of our inner world, or at least our internal factors contribute to what the outer world is, and our collective internal factors is creating the world as it is. And this is actually a very useful thing to know, but also a very empowering thing to know because that means we are not subservient to whatever comes to us, but that we can actively change things inside and that will affect things externally. But also people might think, oh, how can that be? All these things happening, that is not what I want. And that may be true. It may not be what you want, but... We are not necessarily aware of the dynamics and the impact of the quality of our thoughts, or the impact of our attitude, the impact of our vision, the impact of our awareness on our words, on our actions, on our behavior, and on what we contribute to society. And so this is the beauty, actually, of spirituality is that we become aware about these laws, these dynamics, and we can take control again over our life, over what happens to us, what comes to us, what our world is, what our world looks like, by taking control again, by taking charge again of our inner world. And inner factors, I don't mean my heart and lungs or intestines, that is part of the body. But inner factors, I mean the factors and the dynamics in the being of consciousness, the being 
that thinks and feels and experiences the being that gives life to this body, the soul, the invisible experiencer who operates this body from behind the eyes, center of the forehead, the being that is with many names, many words that are used to indicate this being, soul or spirit. That is the real self. So the internal factors, the internal dynamics of the soul, the real self, they contribute, they get reflected in the external world, in this body, in the features, in what happens to this body, but also in the things around. And I'll give a few examples. Say there is a fire here. What is it? The bonfire. And bonfire is nice. Fire in itself is a nice phenomenon in nature. Fire exists, and because of fire, we have hot water, we can cook, even electricity, some heat source is there. So fire in itself is not a problem. But if I take my hand and I put it in the fire, then it becomes a problem because there is pain. And then if I keep my hand there, there is ultimately burning. And that pain is a message for me to withdraw the hand from the fire. So the fire is not there to torture me. The fire is not there to give me pain. But if there is pain, it means I am not sensible. I am doing something wrong. There is an internal mental wrong posture that makes me stubborn, put my hand in the fire, and therefore there is pain. Therefore, there is damage maybe to the skin, to the hand. And if I continue to be stubborn and leave my hand there, there will be danger to the whole body ultimately. Now, what happens to this body? Is that the creation of the fire? Or is it because I did not know how to deal with fire? because there were not enough clarity inside and maybe some stubborn tendencies to do as I like and to do as I want. And that is what is creating this problem for me. Hand in fire, pain and damage. Pain is Mother Nature's way to communicate with me and tell me something you're doing is against the laws of nature. Something you're doing is not right. So this damage to the body is my creation, isn't it? It's a reflection of this stubbornness and this ignorance inside that make me do something like that. I cannot blame the fire for that. I cannot blame anybody else for that. Now, this is a simple and very obvious example. But it is our internal dynamics, our internal factors who decide what I see in this world, how I interpret it, and how I respond to it. And the consequences of it, they are a result of the dynamics inside. 
And so therefore, it is very useful to be clear of what is the right inner posture. What is the best inner posture that creates an outer world that is of the best quality, that creates a response that is of the best quality, that creates a body that is of the best quality. So what is that mental posture? What is that state of awareness that invites the highest response? Spiritual knowledge tells us, and also your own experiments, if you are so inclined to experiment with this, is the inner posture, the mindset of benevolence, the mindset where we are full and secure, where we are peaceful, loving, giving, bestowing, sharing, where we are joyful and playful where we are egoless, that mindset invites the best response from others, from nature, all around. And somehow humanity has forgotten this simple truth. But we can do little tests. Say you have chocolates and there are two children. You have chocolates and one child says, Give me, give me, give me. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I did not eat since yesterday. I want this chocolate. Give me those chocolates. And the other child says, yes, give to him. Give to him. To whom will you want to give? To the one who is noble and wants to give to the other. You won't want to give to the one who demands and expects and desires and maybe even fight for it. You will want to give to the one who you feel is deserving because he wants to give away. He has these noble feelings inside. This is a tendency not only within you. Nature, the physical universe operates with this law. The one who screams loud and desires and wants and demands may get initially, but not from the heart and not long term. The one who makes himself worthy, makes himself benevolent and noble, things come to them. Experiment with this in your own life and you will see the beautiful truth of this. When you start to have a benevolent nature, a giving nature, bring out that higher nature of the soul. In little, little things, the way you interact with the people you live with, the way you interact with your neighbors, not littering, throwing garbage all over the place, being gentle with the environment, and have that attitude of connectedness and belonging, we are all as a family. Once you start generating that goodness, that benevolence inside, coming from the spirit that you are, the soul, your innate, higher nature, you will see that things and people, sooner or later, will start cooperating 
But if we are demanding and expecting and desiring and screaming out loud, people may help or cooperate with you out of fear. But the moment you are gone, forget it. And the moment you turn your back, they might undermine you. You want virtuousness to come to you. Experiment with being that. Gandhiji famously said, be the change you want for the world. And then you will be the first who is changed in this world. But it will be the chain that starts the change. But don't believe what I say. Experiment with it. Sincerely. And you will see in your own life these little, little miracles that happen because the power of your consciousness started a shift and it will manifest externally. Okay, well, let's have a few minutes to get in deeper experience of this being that we are, the spiritual being, the soul, and these benevolent, beautiful inner dynamics. For a few moments, As if step back with the mind internally and become like the observer, the observer of this physical world, the surroundings, but also the observer of this body and this human physical personality. In my case, called Rona, the soul, the spirit, becomes the observer of Rona. Now this observer, the invisible being of consciousness, is the real self, the timeless, invisible, experiencer, the soul. The one who is operating this body, the one who is using these eyes to see, that is the soul. The soul is a guest in this body, a guest on this planet. Tiny star of living conscious light to indicate the soul. Serene, subtle, pure light. A being with God-like qualities. This is the real self, the soul. 
and incarnating in this body, the body taking birth, going through the drama of human life and then leaving the body again. It is an extra experience. The real self, the soul, is timeless. Beyond death, immortal, secure, peaceful, living, light, child of the Supreme Soul, one who is ever aware of this big picture. One who resides in that dimension beyond the dimension of silence and stillness and light. Remember, remember, remember your eternal identity. As a timeless, beautiful, living light, the soul. And even when this living light, this tiny star, comes into the world of matter, into the body to play the part, play the game, but never get trapped in ego or attachments. Never get trapped in thinking you are a body and a bodily being. You are the eternal soul, free, innately pure, innately benevolent. Thank you. Thank you for listening today to Inspiring Insights and Meditations. Do visit our website, ManhattanMeditationCenter.org for more info about in-person and online courses and events and for more inspirations for life.